leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Bill Squire Show. Hey, I'm here with Brent Terhune, uh, one of my favorite comedians working today, and uh, he's originally from, he's still living in Indianapolis, correct? Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, you, dude, you're blowing up right now. Thanks, you, man. Uh, your videos are, they're so funny, and I think uh, in a way the quarantine, everyone being on social media so much right now, and the world being the hotbed of bullshit that it is, you're doing a great job with your your parody and your uh, satire, and, and really carving a nice uh fan base out for yourself yeah thanks but first i want to apologize that my uh, complexion with these lights i look like a ghost uh but uh normally that's how i look anyway so it's perfect but yeah i uh seen I, the tried video. To, <laughs> I tried to uh just use the quarantine time to the you know to, to get the most out of it because, you know, you're not able to tour. I'm not able to tour. Nobody's going to shows if there are any, I think. So I just tried to use uh, the time as best as possible. And so far, I think it's been working out okay. Yeah, man, you got uh, 200,000 followers about or have you passed that on Twitter? I think so. I think I'm at like 215 maybe. I It's weird. At the beginning of quarantine, I was about like 23,000. Yeah. And, you know, three or four months, I don't know what it's been. I've jumped to just, you know, just today, I think was 215. I don't know. I try not, I'm trying not to be the guy that's like, whoa, my number's like, but it's still cool to watch, you know? It's cool to watch because every time I check, like, I'll, I'll, I like reading your bio and I like going to your profile because uh, for those of you who don't know, Brent does these videos where he acts like a Trump supporter that is mad about whatever the topic of the day was. The most recent one yeah. was uh, Trump's visit to the... Uh, to uh, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. And you're you, you just layer in these jokes while you're ranting. So it comes across like you're doing this whole pro-Trump rant. But if you mm-hmm. pay attention, you you hear the jokes and you see how silly it is. And the best part is I, I I'm gonna say your performance is actually the best part because it's really well written and well performed, which is what allows you to have those responses where people don't understand that it's satire and yeah. they go in on you. And then watching like this legion of fans that you have now just light them up and you get to light them up a bit. And they're, and they're not even dicks about it. They're just like, Hey man, you're not paying attention to this really. Yeah. Yeah. And some of those are my favorites of somebody like, it's one thing if they they just call me stupid, but a lot of them they'll 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 be like you're stupid, y o u r, right? Stupid, which is always that every video has one of those, but it's better if you like roast me creatively. I respect that way more 
than just somebody swearing at me, which is funny too. But if you can come up with something creative about my appearance or something like that, that's really funny to me. What are some of your favorites that people have said about you uh, that you're like, okay, that's a pretty funny line. This guy uh, one time was like, uh, man, uh, he's like, man, his bitch ass lives in a trailer park. Why don't you cut my grass or something? That <laughs> it was a very vague. Why don't you cut my grass or something? Why don't you do some kind of manual labor around here? <laughs> it sounds like he's just overwhelmed. He's like, or something. I need help. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta cut the grass. I gotta paint the house. I got. I gotta clean up all this. These these shrubs. I gotta mulch. Yeah. I got a lot to do. So if you could come over and help me out, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, I don't like you so much. I'll let you do my chores. But that was my uh, f- my Facebook header for a while. Was that guy's response Mm -hmm. um and then some of them i don't know there's always like oh i bet this guy bangs your sister because you know the the inspiration for the character is those guys you see them and they rant in their trucks that's the whole thing and that's not gonna go away you know because there's always something to i call it like a front seat philosopher these guys that think they can solve the world (laughs) from the front seat of the truck and they're always kind of like redneck type guys and I wouldn't call myself a redneck. That's how I bill it because it, whenever you see those videos, it's always like red, redneck slams NFL or something like yeah. that. So that's why I started doing that. And then sometimes I don't even say I'm a redneck and people will be like, dude, you're such a funny redneck. I'm like, I don't, I'm not really a redneck. I don't think, but if that's what you think of me, sure. So you've done so many of these dozens of these videos mm-hmm. and what's the one that's gotten the most views so far? I mean, to- in total, was like one of the first ones where I I burnt Nikes for Colin Kaepernick, which yeah. it's weird to say that I've done two of those videos. But the second time when he he uh, he knelt the first time during the first NFL season, and then the second time he got the contract with Nike, and that seemed to be even bigger. Yeah. So I did that one, and that one on Facebook has gotten 8 million views. And now where I get my views has changed over to Twitter because I think with the way Facebook is, they don't want to push your stuff unless it's, uh, I guess, you know, sponsored or maybe they just suck over there on Facebook. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I can't recently, I can't yeah, it's Facebook. I, I, I pretty much give up because I don't, I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be where the people that I want to reach are anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I still put stuff out there because obviously and and my numbers have grown over there too, which is weird, but mostly it's been Twitter uh, and I've gotten, you know, I, I think the last four or five videos of at least hit a million views a piece on those. Yeah, you were literally trending last week. Uh, you you said the <laughs> University of MAGA, or no, it's I, U- YouTube University and MAGA yell loudly. Yeah, I went to the U- University of YouTube and I graduated MAGA yell loudly. And f- I think George Conway was the guy that tweeted it, who I didn't know who he was for a while, but I guess he's uh, Kellyanne Conway's husband a lawyer uh and he retweeted and then so anytime you would check that that trending thing it would come up with his tweet captioning mine and it was you know maga yelled loudly so then i got a whole bunch of people saying that like they'll they'll see another video of somebody ranting and be like this guy graduated maga yelled loudly which is really funny that's really funny and uh kellyanne conway's husband uh he does not like trump which is very funny I did, yeah, th- that was I didn't know the dynamic until people were like, "Oh, did you see George Conway retweeted you?" And I was like, "I don't." And then I read it, and I was like, "He's her husband," but that doesn't make any sense to me. 
it doesn't. It's it's one of those things where I think she's <laughs> she's got a paycheck gig and she's just like I'm just gonna ride this out as long as I can and, and just do what I can. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really the, what a weird dynamic. If you think you and your partner have disagreements, try being them. You know, right? Um, so you you started doing this a couple years ago or a few years ago, but you've been doing stand up for quite some time now and. I, I went and saw you when you were at the funny stop last time and mm-hmm. you are not only very funny on Twitter and Instagram and, and doing these videos, but you're really funny as a stand-up comedian and you're just a great joke writer uh, that has like just like a pure stand-up comic who just goes up there and just does great bits and lots of great tags and, and you're just uh, incredibly funny. So I, I want people where you have albums out, right? I have uh, one album out now called Mr. Turkey, and I'm in the process of editing my second one. I, At the time of this recording, it's July, but I recorded it uh, <clears throat> New Year's of last year. So I got like one more edit, and I'm going to send it to somebody else to listen to, and then it should be out. Okay, well, that's that's mm-hmm. very exciting. When it comes out, let me know, Yeah, because uh, I'll definitely help uh, get it out there. And uh, um, so you, you also, did you get married last year? Married. It's uh, it's been a weird. Yeah, I bought a house, got married. Uh, so yeah, I'm in. Uh, this is you know what the uh, the office room. I get. I hate to say office because it sounds pretentious. So I just say it's got a bunch of toys in it because well, I'm an adult child. <laughs> I, I'm my own version of that because I'm in my spare bedroom that I've turned into a studio. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just a bunch of shoes behind me. Like that's all I've got in here. And then, are you a sneaker? Did you call I've, yourself that? Yeah, I've I've gotten into that world and there's enough uh, shoes around me that i feel like yeah i, I think i can uh, officially say that now and it's it's a lot of fun especially one of those things like during quarantine i need, needed something to do and like so it's become a nice hobby for me because for a long time and you know this when you're doing stand-up it's really hard to have like a nice hobby mm-hmm. that you can do especially when you're starting out and you don't have any money yeah <laughs> yeah you got to find those free hobbies when that like forever, mm-hmm. the the hobby was was stand up. I'm sure it was the same for you. And then you get to a certain level of doing it for years, and then you kind of need a break from that break. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, behind me, I don't know if you can tell, but it's a whole bunch of horror stuff. So my wife and I love to go to horror conventions. We love horror movies and stuff like that. So this is pretty much like all you know original art bought from artists, which is really cool. That's very cool. Uh, what's your like? What genre of do you like all horror? Or is there like one that you lean more to? Uh, probably. I mean, I like slashers genre as far as you know. And if people are unfamiliar, that would be Michael Myers and and Jason Voorhees and stuff like that. But uh, I'm you know I try to watch m- most horror movies if I can if there's a lot of buzz around them. And then sometimes you know as well as I do, you you'll watch a movie that's terrible on Amazon Prime one star. And there's a reason it's got one star type yeah. thing. Uh, and those are fun too. But yeah, I try to watch a lot of horror stuff. And that's, you know, something I, I would like to do eventually is is have uh, some kind of horror short. That's another thing I've been working on during quarantine is just uh, just anything to be creative. And, and yeah. I think horror is, to me, is easier because I don't have to be funnier. I'm sure it's very hard if I try to actually do it. So I'm not trying to disrespect anybody that's good at horror, but... Mm-hmm. It's just what that that thing where you have to be funny is there's so much pressure to be funny, you know. Right. I think I think the I'm not super into horror, but the horror movies that I do like, 
are the ones that have a good story and they build tension nicely. Mm-hmm. And so w- when you don't have that tension, you don't have that, uh, the reasoning for it. Uh, it, and that, that kind of goes away with movies like Jason, where all the sequels come out and they, they kind of, you know, they're, they're just kind of cookie cutters of the original mm-hmm. and there can be some fun parts and there can be campy and, and there's all these different aspects, but I like, uh, just like a nice build to a situation that doesn't always have to get resolved in a nice way either. I don't need, mm-hmm. I don't need a, a, a happy ending in a horror movie. Uh, the one that I just watched, and I don't know if you call this horror, but uh, the 13 cameras on Netflix was, you know, like a modern kind of horror where it's dealing with a situation that's, that could happen anyway, where you're renting a house and this guy put all these cameras in there and then he's like just watching and, and just, preying on these people mm-hmm. i have not my wife has watched that one she said it was good but i have not seen that one yet but that's on the list to watch because there there's now like weird genres of modern horror because with you know we don't have to keep talking about horror but with like scream mm-hmm. that was kind of like the game changer of horror recently mm-hmm. where everything was so meta as far as they're talking about horror in horror Right. And then there was kind of like Saw was kind of like the next wave. And now we're kind of in a, I don't know what, what the next trend would be. I guess like paranormal activity was kind of the found footage type thing too. Yeah. Pound, and and that, that kind of played off of Blair Witch. And then I think you got for a little while, uh, was the, like, there's a lot of technology based horror that's yeah. going on now. So you have like this 13 cameras, you have, uh, the one where it was like the app that would tell you when you die. I didn't see that one. Unfriended was the other one, which is what we're doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I I appreciate horror. I just don't go very deep into it. There was one on Netflix. Uh, What is it called? It's the, uh, it was the, the violin or they're, they're playing cello. Okay. I haven't seen that either. That uh, it's weird because there's like so many ones that I haven't seen. So I spent a lot of the quarantine going back and watching a whole bunch of like I have you ever seen Salem's Lot? No, I never saw that one. It's a it, you know it's a made for TV movie, so it is four hours long, but it's really mm-hmm. and that was kind of the gym that I I watched was that was my one that out of quarantine I was like man I really like that one and I'm not even like a vampire type guy either, but yeah. I really like that one. Yeah, and that's the thing too is like, like I'm not a super big horror fan, but there are horror movies that I absolutely love. Like I still love The Shining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just watched uh, the the Doctor uh, Sleep Doctor. Yeah, Sleep. that was another one I watched too. I really like that. I thought that was very good. And uh, the one that I was talking about is called uh, The Perfection, and that's a really okay. that one's really fucked up. It's real dark. It's uh, yeah, but it was good. It was very good, and it's got a lot of twists in it. And that's the like keeping me on my toes and not just being like the and I do, I do have a place for like the the slashy, or, or like the campy slasher films where mm-hmm. it's like tits and blood and stuff like that. But uh, those don't hold up the way they used to for me. So I like a, a something that's got a nice story where I'm like going to not get grossed out, but I'm going to be uncomfortable. I don't yeah. like that stuff either. And now, yeah, as an adult, I think. Think if you can watch something that'll make you feel uncomfortable later, that's scarier than scary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That's especially, <clears throat> especially if it's a setting where you're going to be later, like a lot of the like a home invasion type movie. There's one on Netflix, I think, still called Hush, where the premise is the lady is deaf, so she's alone in her house, and this guy, you know, is kind of around her house. Any time where if 
especially if you're in your home and that's where you're supposed to be safe. Yeah. And then you're not. That's the thing that's scary to me. Yeah. I think The Strangers <laughs> is one of the scariest movies that I saw in yeah. theaters was because it is this idea is that you're going to this cabin. It's a getaway. You're, you're supposed to be safe. You're supposed to be OK there. But then there's also that scariness of, oh, there's no one around. So if people do mm-hmm. want to fuck with you, then they can do it in a, in a big way. Um so as far as stand up going, I know you're not really out on the road anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if you have been paying attention to some of the things that have been going on with stand up comedy. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever just thought to yourself, why me? Why is life so unfair? What do other people see? When they watch me walk by, when I catch my reflection, people run. Like, I have a contagious infection. But it's not my mental health. I know that can be crushing. I'm talking about plaque psoriasis. Bet you didn't see that coming. I'm sick of the judgment, the discomfort and itching. Vitama Cream is the once daily steroid-free treatment I know I've been missing. Vitama Tapinarov Cream 1% is a prescription topical treatment for adults with plaque psoriasis. Do not use if you're allergic to Vitama Cream. The most common side effects of Vitama Cream include red raised bumps around the hair pores, pain or swelling in the nose and throat, skin rash or irritation, including itching and redness, peeling, burning or stinging, headache, itching and flu. Tell your doctor about all the medicines you take and if you're pregnant or plan to be. Ask your doctor if Vitama Cream is right for you. You deserve more from your topical. To learn more, visit topicaluprising.com. Uh, in, you know, the Crystalia situation and a lot, a lot of guys getting called out for being creeps, uh, which is nothing new for stand-up comedy. Yeah. It's, it's weird. You, <clears throat> and then you, you see like something that, ha- which I'm not a hundred percent up to date on the Crystalia thing. I get the gist of it. Um, but then, then you see <clears throat> stories from not even female comics, but just women in general, how many times that, that type of thing happens where there's a guy that just it, not even the, like, won't take no for an answer, you know, that type thing. Not even like, uh, I don't know, an assault type thing, but a guy that just is relentless. You're just like, come on, man, just leave, just leave people alone. Well, you know, just stop being douchebags. It's disheartening to find out how many stories people have, you know? Yeah. And I I have a lot of friends that have been through that and it's, you know, they're exhausted by it. So when I see them sharing these different things and these experiences, I just try to be very aware of it. And I also try to understand that it's, it's like, there's a responsibility to like call it out when you see it. Mm -hmm. So, and and especially, you know, we're not in LA, so it's not like I'm going to be able to call out Chris for anything. (laughs) It's going to have any impact at all. But I know that in Cleveland, I am someone that people know. So if I, if I see something creepy going on, I got to, I got to, step up and, and do my part to try and shut it down. Yeah. You, you hope if you notice something like that, that you have the courage, you know, in the moment to be like, come on, like this, this yeah. is not 
Right. And then in hindsight, you at least, if you didn't do it then, at least in hindsight that you're like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. I should reach out to the proper people. Yeah. Just because, you know, if, if nobody, if people are not told no, then they'll keep doing it. And we've, we've also learned that if they're told no, they will keep doing it. So I don't know if it takes to somebody to be ostracized from a a scene. I don't know what that takes, but whether it's in comedy or not, they might just go do it elsewhere because they're that type of garbage person. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you can do if you're, you're in a scene that's, you know, smaller like Indianapolis or Cleveland uh, or wherever, or just whatever, whatever you do on your daily life is just, not feed into that culture like definitely i've definitely had my ladies man's years where i was like hooking up with girls but it was never that situation where it was predatory and if it was i i haven't heard anything in that way i don't even know if this is one of those things where i like it was it was it was a back and forth because i like that back and forth like if a girl's into me that's what turns me on yeah like a girl's not into it then i'm just like i gotcha i'm out Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I've, I've done the situation where like, I thought I was in love with a girl because she was friends with me and I didn't know how to, like, I was like the friend zone, sad guy from like the 80s movie. And I thought that's how life was supposed to go, but I never went to that point where I'm like going to stalk her or anything like that, or, or just not take no for an answer. And I think just having that, that culture is important of, Hey, yeah, everybody likes to have sex. Everybody wants to have sex, but it's got to be above board and it's got to be the right situation. And you can't, you can't pressure people into that. And and you shouldn't treat people differently, especially within like the comedy scene. Like I don't really mess with female comics and I never have mm-hmm. other than like one. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Did you in in high school and or was very at, consensual, by the way, <laughs> in high school or in college, did you have like any kind of, I guess when I took it in high school and I don't even remember it was this way per se, but it was like a relations class, not, not sex, but you learn how to like navigate a relationship because that's something that should, you know, as much as teaching you how to learn taxes and stuff, just learn the dynamics of it. And every situation is different, but at least give you some kind of education on that type of thing, you know? Well, I did not, and to the, the like, if there was anything close to that, it was something that I learned in church because I yeah. was raised Mormon, and so that dynamic is very different than any relationship that I've ever actually had. Mm-hmm. So what they, you know, they're they're more of a patriarchy type situation where it's like the man is in control and the woman's got to be submissive to him, and blah blah. And as I've it always, should be, I'm just joking, <laughs> right? And I've been more of the hey, let's be partners and do whatever we can and try and help each other out wherever we can. And there's going to, you know, there's going to be situations where it's going to be more on me or more on uh, my partner, but it's it's not uh, one person's higher than the other. It's, it's supposed mm-hmm. to be about being equals and being able to navigate that situation together. Yeah, I mean, that's how my, my wife and I look at it as far as, you know, if one of us is struggling, then the other one's struggling, but then the, you, the other one will carry the load for a minute what you know mm-hmm. and it's always weird when you hear guys like they can't stand that like their girlfriend or wife makes more money than them or whatever whether whatever stupid reason and to me i'm always like by all means make yeah, more money, money. Than, like, yeah. i don't care i don't care for one second and i i have a friend and she's a realtor and she works her ass off and she makes 
a ton of money and she had an ex-boyfriend that like was really offended by that because he was all about living a big life about like you know he 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 wasn't rich but he would drive a fancy car that he couldn't really afford that had Mm -hmm. like a ridiculous payment on and so he felt very emasculated by that situation and the funny part is his family was also in an incredible amount of debt because that's how he was taught so like Mm -hmm. all this like masculinity and like trying to like show off and be this this tough guy was really just a facade of a bunch of tension and stress that just goes through his whole family because they're all trying to act like they have more than they do. It's that <clears throat> that guy that has kids and he never says I love you but then uh his way of getting out his emotions is like laying under his truck working on it and that's how he dies. Yeah. <laughs> Just like bottles it up till he has that heart attack laying underneath his truck or something, but it's that weird gender thing where you, you that you're taught that the man's got to be the breadwinner, and that's not even the case anymore. It should have never been the case in the first place, or that you know now where they're like, oh, my wife stays at home, and now the man works. I mean, nobody who who can do that anymore on and one person's salary. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> and my girlfriend doesn't live with me, but she stayed with me a lot during the quarantine. And she was out of work because she works in a, a restaurant that shut down and just opened about two months ago. But for those, like, there was a good two months where she didn't work at all. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, she needs to work. She likes her job. <laughs> and her being home caused serious problems for her because she was so depressed and didn't know what to do with herself. So, mm-hmm. like, that, like, her job, she doesn't want to have kids or anything like that. So, her job is a very big part of who she is. And when she wasn't able to go and do that, she felt useless. And so I, I get why, like, if, if that's what works for, with you and you want to have that kind of dynamic, that's fine. But that's not anything that I've ever seen work out in a, a super healthy way where someone has more power than the other person in a relationship. Yeah, that's the thing where then you can kind of hold over whatever area of power that you have over the other person that should never be like that anyway. But Mm -hmm. that's the weird thing is, uh, you know, if people are not taught that way, they just get it from their parents or whoever their role models were at the time. And who knows if that was a healthy situation to even emulate in the first place, like your, your, the example you gave with having all this debt. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things too is where I like my parents taught me a lot of lessons, but I also, took it upon myself to figure out what was good that they taught me and what was not good and what was like, what's going to work for me. And I think it's very strange when people get into that lane where they're like, Oh, it's how it was raised. And they don't ever want to actually, and then, and then they'll call their people sheep. I mean, that's kind of what your character is when you're doing <laughs> grant. Yeah. Like they don't actually have, they, they call their people sheep for following, you know, rules like wearing a mask and stuff like that. But the reason I wear a mask is because I've done enough in my life to know how to uh, I know how to how to handle critical thinking and actually assess the information that I've been given and decide what's best for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big part of the character is, you know, whatever the trend is, <clears throat> you like you automatically just have to go the opposite way and find some reasoning behind to not do that. And they'll like a lot of these people that I, I follow on online to get inspiration are always, you know, they always call people sheep and yeah. they then they do the opposite and they claim to be free or critical thinkers when really what 
what the trend is would be the the way to critical think, and it's uh yeah, it's just a weird dynamic of you know how something as simple as wearing a mask, like you know. Uh, they'll they'll say they're never going to wear a mask because they don't want to follow the trends or it's their body. But then they'll be like, "Oh, you shouldn't be able to get an abortion because you know that it's it's oh, your yeah. body, your choice type thing is per case basis, not all around." You know, the hypocrisy runs rampant through these situations, and it's one of those things where that's one of the reasons I got out of the religion that I was brought up in because I feel like I was raised as a liberal because that's what all the things in the church taught me. And then when I found, like, I, I didn't pay attention to politics. So I thought that Republicans were more like liberals and liberals were more like Republicans. And then I like grew up and, and started doing some research and figuring things out. And I was like, Oh, well, why wouldn't we want to help people? You taught me all these Christian values. And then you said, but when it comes to money, we're supposed to abandon that we're supposed to like, just, cast like we're supposed to look at people that need help and be like ah eh, but they kind of put themselves in that situation so fuck them it's weird yeah yeah it's that and i have a line that i'll go to all the time with the character it's you know one version of i'm christian religion but far from christ like in my actions or the other version is you can't <laughs> tell by my words and actions but i'm a christian that type <laughs> of thing so funny and so and, on point and that's the thing with that character is like a especially with science, science is willing if they say wear a mask and then a time it comes out that, Hey, that doesn't really work. Science will say, don't do that. Yeah. But then with, with those types of people, they'll just be like, Oh, they were wrong. You can't trust them. That's the thing is they're not willing to change their thought process when new evidence, evidence right. is presented. Because it's, it's like a course that's always correcting itself. And that's how science works is it's, it's constantly correcting itself. And this is something I get into it with my dad about because he holds on to straw man theories like they are gospel because of his love of confirmation bias where he wants to believe that climate change is fake. So he gets a situation or an example that he likes, reads a book that he likes and treats that as gospel versus all this other information that has come out and disproves that information but he he just hangs on to that because in a way he feels cool and that's why i think deep down he was like oh, i'm against the system i'm against you know mm -hmm. he's, he's like a hard libertarian and he's he's really into feeling like he knows something that other people don't know yeah yeah it's that weird thing where you gotta hold your own beliefs but sometimes I mean, at this point, don't we all kind of agree or at least assume the earth is round? And at that, does it even matter? Right. Does that matter, first mm -hmm. off? But, you know, shouldn't isn't it just easier to agree with certain things as far as like, why, why, is, why is this such a fight for certain things, because you know? It makes them feel special. It makes them feel like they're interesting and it makes them, gives them a certain level of control that they usually lack in other parts of their life. Because a lot of the times, like, you'll watch these people that feel a certain way, like the flat earthers, which I keep coming back to. Like, I feel like I've talked about flat earthers in almost every single episode of this podcast. It was not set up by the way I brought it up. I know, <laughs> I know, but they're, they're just very interesting because yeah, they, they're just so uh, the way that they are given information and then the way they dismiss it is baffling. And mm -hmm. then they realize, okay, this isn't about, what they actually believe it's about what they want to do and what they want to do is try and bring people to them. It's, it's cult like in a way. 
Mm -hmm. It is very much so. And it's, it's like you said, it's just having that alternative belief because it's cool or something. And that's a lot with, it's kind of like trolling in real life yeah. where you may not even agree with the thing that's being discussed, but you automatically take the other side, which is not always bad to have that discussion. Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, you also have to at least acknowledge data and, you yeah. know, studies and stuff. Cause at, cause at the, at a certain point, so every, everybody's in on whatever you think is fake. And so mm -hmm. everybody at that, that point, it's just like, then if that's fake, then what else is fake? And they'll be like, Oh, but the, that's what the government, what the you know they they want to lie to you. I'm like, yeah, we already know they lie to us. That's the right. thing. We know, we know that it's they lie to us, but we know they're also not the greatest at lying to us. And we know that when they do lie to us, it's usually not the things that you're talking. And it's usually <laughs> uh, it's not these these mass cover ups like the Earth being flat because there's and, and like when they throw the George Soros out there and stuff like that. I just saw some some thread about uh, a guy that was saying that Beyonce is not even black. She's Italian. She's just paid by. And I'm just like, and then the, 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 the whole thread goes on and he's just all this stuff about Beyonce being a uh, part of that stuff. And uh, then a black guy comments and says, you guys will believe white people will believe anything except that systemic ra uh, racism exists. <laughs> and I'm just like, on point, man, he, on point. It's real hard. For yeah. Him. And then, then be like, that can't be racist because she's Italian. Like, it, it does, why does that matter <laughs> if she's Italian or not? It's just, you know, I a lot of these, it, uh -oh, their it, conspiracy it, it theories. It does, no, it's, uh, I, it just, it's, it's really interesting to read up on some of these things, but it's also very tiresome to, to keep mm -hmm. finding ways that stuff is, is wrong. Cause at a certain point, you know, yeah. that's true. Some stuff is just a lot leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You have a lot to focus on every day. Let Virginia Premier focus on your health coverage. Our health plan is only focused on Virginia, so we can connect you with quality health care and local resources. Our added benefits give you more value on top of your medical and drug coverage from Virginia Medicaid. See our benefits at virginiapremier.com slash Medicaid and have your whole family with the same health plan. Virginia Premier, focused on Virginia, focused on you. I, but also it's also, also like, can't you just enjoy something every once in a while, you know? Right. And, and that's the thing too, is like on the other side of the coin, yes, there's a lot of terrible things that have happened in America. Uh, but I still want to eat a hot dog and like have, you know, watch fireworks on the 4th of July. So like, I, I understand I, I can see both sides. Yes, we've done all these terrible things, but there's also a lot of good things that the country's done. So I have pride in America and I have hope that we can keep, we can get better. So I'm mm -hmm. going to enjoy my 4th of July and not act like this is the worst place in the world to live. And Patrice O'Neill does a great bit about this. Show me the place that's better for me to live because right now it's here 
And he, he has a line that makes me laugh. What I, I'm going to be back in Africa fighting in a in sweatpants and tuxedo shoes. <laughs> tuxedo shoes. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. It's just really funny. Um, paints a great picture in the head all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap this up uh thank you so much brent for being on uh, you can follow brent on twitter and instagram at brent terhune and uh check out his satire videos and then check out his, his comedy album uh mr turkey which is very funny and then he's got another uh, album coming out soon yeah it'll be out sometime in 2020 so watch my social media for all that stuff thanks for having me on the bill squire show bill squire thanks for thank thanks for being on and uh uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon. And when you, when your album comes out, let me know. We'll, we'll have you back on. Cool, man. Thank you. Hi, Tori. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, this is our second try. Uh, we've had some technical problems. We're doing things remotely so we can stay, you know, do the social distancing thing. And I think that's very important right now, especially uh, just to, for one, to set an example and to, to, just absolutely keep people as safe as we can when, when absolutely necessary. Like there's situations where you're going to have to go out, you have to go to work, you have to do things like that. But if you don't have to, uh, you know, you, then then why why should you know we put each other in danger of spreading something if we don't have it? Yeah, definitely, it's definitely hard to even detect if you have it. So it's it's yeah. just better play overall. Mm-hmm. So you uh you work as a bartender right now and you, you worked at Corky's for a couple of years now, right? Yes. Um, I've been there for, um, soon it'll be four years. So oh, wow. I've been there for a while. yes. So, um, being a bartender, you know, right now I can't really go around family and things of that nature. I mean, I could, but I could be putting them, you know, at risk. At risk. So I've, yeah. kind of, you know, staying with myself or staying with, um, like, live by myself but or going out with people that i'm with working so um i have a very tight yeah you have a lot of the girls that i've been working and you and you guys have a lot of fun and uh, i haven't been back up there since things have reopened but i I love going to corky's i love you guys make it very fun any any night of the week uh and you're also real professional at getting like drinks out fast so like i really appreciate Cause that's, that can be a wild bar that can be, I mean, it can get so packed in there. And I always feel like you guys do a good job of keeping up with that pace, which I think is incredibly difficult to do. So uh, you got a Venmo, let's throw it out there and get you some tips right now. Oh, oh yes. Let's My Venmo's Toro Tori, T-O-R-O-T-O-R-I. All right. I'll put it on the screen tonight. Uh, <laughs> this so we'll get you a little uh maybe a couple bucks here and there but uh so you you're a bartender uh are you in school too or did you um i actually am in school um i did take a semester off because i also work at a law firm during the day so okay. just, i had to adjust to that because i don't like my grades to suffer so i need mm-hmm. to adjust to anytime i change something like you know do something big in my life i have to make sure that my schoolwork doesn't suffer. So I start back again on the 10th. I do classes online. I went from Cleveland State and then now I'm just doing classes online through another college um, that I'm very happy about. So um, I'll be back again on the 10th. And what are you going to school for? 
so I was a political science major, um, which is something that is, it's, a, it's definitely a battle for me because I'm very passionate about things that I believe in. And when I learn something and it pops to me and it like makes sense off a of personal experience, I like, I get even more like, you know, I guess involved in the situation and I'm like, I can't debate without my emotions getting into it. So I'm like, maybe that's not the field for me because I will leave work upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but so but I think that's, I, I think that's passion though. I think that's that's okay to have. I mean, leaving work upset. I mean, I, I have a job where sometimes I leave work upset over things that happen uh, or, or things that are out there in the world. And and if you have the opportunity to to make some sort of change, that that's what that's what you have to work for. So sometimes you're going to be upset. Uh, yeah. So it's it's definitely um, I've learned so much though. So I guess um, a lot of the things that I get angry about in that field or when I'm learning something new or, you know, American history or anything like that, I guess when I do learn it, I'm upset for the time that I'm, that, it, that the information's being given to me. But then I also, it's helped me so much in the last couple months with um, the reason why I wanted to be so involved in the protest, because I wasn't always like this. I was, yeah. um, I, I wasn't always, I remember in 2016 when Black Lives Matter became this huge thing and people start talking about Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. I remember I made a status like, well, all lives matter. And some guy, like, I, I, if I can remember his username, I will reach out to him and thank him because he was like, wait, how, how can Black, how can all lives matter if Black lives don't? And I didn't understand what that meant. So me being the person I am, I like, I worked with this guy who um, was very involved in the Black Lives Matter movement. And he sat down with me and he talked to me and we talked for a while. And it, it, that was back in 2016. So mm -hmm. now that I hear these words, it comes out a lot more clear. Like I understand, I know what it means. But okay, that wasn't like work. someone said something to me. Right. Yeah. Someone didn't say something to me and I got, I was like, no, that's not right. That's not right. It was like, Oh, well, let me go look and see what he's saying, because I don't know. I'm ignorant to this. So why not go educate myself and find out exactly what it means, especially being that black life that I want to matter? Yes. And just having that ability to get new information and change your mind, I think, is a very important thing, because there's so many people that just hold steadfast and they just they don't care about. Uh, what's right or what's wrong. They care about being right. And that's just not how you progress as a society. You don't, if you, if you just shut yourself off to other people's experiences and write them off as some sort of other culture that isn't concerning to you, then you are just, you're going to keep us in this stalemate where no, nothing's moving forward. Right. I definitely agree with that. I, I also feel because of my experience um, personally, as a black woman and writing that on social media and not knowing anything about it. Um, when I see someone comment to me on what I say and they try and store up drama or argument or something like that, I think, you know, maybe this person, they can either do what I did mm -hmm. because it's, it's, it's not your job as, you know, it's not your job to tell someone what to do, but also to as a woman that has seen so many people say over and over again, like, 
why doesn't my my life matter? Why doesn't my life matter? It's almost like you kind of get sick of saying the same things and, and yeah. it out. after a while you just get tired. And now yeah, I see well, like, <laughs> yeah, I see people who are coming out like my white friends who are just so they're, they're very passionate about the situation and they're educating their cousins and their grandmas and their, their aunts and their uncles. And I, I I'm like, Whoa, this is what we need. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is beautiful. Right. And that's it. And those when when you speak up for what you believe in and when you are firm with it and you're not making jokes about it and you're 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 being that uh, that passionate about it, then it it, that's when I think it really speaks to people. Oh, my YouTube video ended. Hold on one second. Uh, So I I play my. This has been the most uh, problems I've had recording any episode so far. So congratulations. I get to be the, uh, I'm the first. I get to be the first of something. I mean, I've I've recorded a bunch of episodes, but this is the one that like everything just keeps going kind of wrong, but it doesn't matter. We're we're moving forward. Okay. Let's talk uh, about fitness because you're also really into the, the fitness world and, uh, Honestly, it comes through in your posts on your Instagram. You 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 have a great body, and I mean like a body that you worked for. Like that's not a body that you you went and bought or anything like that. You put the time and effort in in the gym, and I'm sure with the diet too to uh, get the results that you wanted. Yes, um, dieting is so hard, and I know everyone knows that. Everyone everyone knows that. It's so hard. Um, however, the quarantine is that that put a huge like damper and like made me so sad that I wasn't able to get to the gym and work out. Um, mm-hmm. I did meet up with one of my friends who works out, you know, just as much as I do. And uh, we pushed each other through, but also too, you get home at night and you're like, oh, those chips look so good. Or, oh, those Oreos look so good. So now it's Oreos. About- <laughs> Oreos I got are Oreos right now. I love Oreos. I like the thin. Have you had the Oreo thins? I like I like the thin ones. Yeah, me too. The thin ones are very yeah. good, and then you don't feel as bad when you eat a whole sleeve of them. Uh. Well, I didn't feel. I at first I felt great. I, my sister one day I'm eating. I'm like I only had nine Oreos today, and she goes, "Do you know how many calories are in the Oreo?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? Like I just had nine. Like <laughs> I only had nine Oreos. They're this big. Two hundred and sixty calories." Yeah, I'm that's a lot. And so, so I did finish the bag of Oreos, but I have not purchased another, you know, thing of Oreos since then. Which now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of want some. Um, yeah, Oreo does not count. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, working out now is definitely. I'm getting back into routine. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard, but it's coming. So what's What's the your favorite workout to do? Like the one that you know, like is going to make you feel the best. And then what's your least favorite too? Oh, my butt! Like anything to do with glutes, um, that's 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 my thing. So yeah, um, I love squatting. I I used to get on the abductor machine, and I would mm-hmm. 
try and like go over my weight to like really because I I want the big butt. But there was this girl that like firm butt though. Yeah, the big yeah the big workout booty. Yeah. But the whole time I had to do it myself because I looked at this girl and I used to watch the workouts she was doing and like kind of like following her, which mm -hmm. was a bad idea for me to do because I loved yeah. her body. However, I found out she, you know, kind of she gets her butt done and I'm like, God damn it, I love her so much and I I thought doing this was gonna get me there. Betrayed and I had to like <laughs> I had to get myself together so that way I could do what worked best for me. So that's my favorite. Uh, my least favorite arms. I am like any anything like upper body is just not my I'm that girl that if you need the pickle jar open, like if I'm like struggling to open it and you open it like fully, I'm like, oh, I loosened it for you because that's that's me. I'm <laughs> terrible with the arms. Um, I, but I'm the exact opposite. I'm the I'm the other way. I can do arms all day. Uh, if I do anything like glutes or anything like that, I just fall apart. I'm uh, it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah, I think everyone has like their their love, like their mm -hmm. their thing. They can just go to like I know a lot of friends that just run all day, and I'm like, yeah. how do you? Like I could run for an hour max, and I'm walking, power walking majority of that time. So when they're just on there just running, I'm like, oh yeah, I know my weaknesses, and I I am hundred. I'm like here to admit that that's not for me. And running's just so goddamn boring too. Like it's it's I I not, I'm not a good runner, but even when I was at like my peak of being able to run, I was still like just bored i need something mixed in with it to make it more exciting um going back to your butt real quick uh you and spencer uh you guys have these these pants that i got my girlfriend a pair of them for christmas those uh datinas i think they are yes our babies like, they are the best like pants if you want your butt to look good they have the they, they just make my girlfriend's got a a great butt too. So I got her a pair of these pants and like I, I, I just, you guys always post pictures wearing them. So I just want to give those pants a shout out because they make your butt look real good. Yeah. I saw Spencer wear them a couple times at the bar and I like one customer took a picture of her butt cause her butt that's amazing. And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm getting those pants. I literally posted a picture of her butt for her birthday one time. And I looked at him and I like, I was like, I'm getting those pants. And ever since then, like, she got me on and I'm hooked. I'm hooked. No, they're but great. They're great. But listen to Meg the Stallion and the baby. They'll make you want to like get your booty real big. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all in the music. If I want nice yeah. arms, I'll probably listen to like some leftovers or Ch -ch 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 the DMV Number 97. or Ch -ch 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 house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know. So I'm like this. Pumping this pumping like rock. Yeah. I know for the butt. <laughs> like for the booty, I am definitely full on Meg the Stallion. Like Nicki Minaj, anybody with a fat ass or promotes fat booties, I want to listen to you because you know what you're talking about. I I feel like I've in, I've aged into being a butt guy. I was 
predominantly a boob guy in my younger days, but I think as I've grown older, uh, I just really appreciate a butt more than I ever have before. And I think we're living in the golden age of butts right now because people are focusing on them. And like when you go back and you watch old movies and you see like these girls that were like the hot girls back in the day and they just got these flat asses, you're like, how was how was this okay? How were we able to do this? And they're like the ones that are like the the hot chick that like the lights glow. You know how the old movies are like yeah, like glowing around them and like they're walking super slow motion. And I'm like, yeah. can I walk in slow motion like that and get some and get glorified for having a little you know baby junk in the trunk? I'm not all the way. Well, there. in this day and age, now you can because that's <laughs> what people want. But back in the day, they they just all had that cocaine body that was just not great. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that because they're all all whacked out on coke back in like the seventies and eighties. So Definitely. that's what I think of. All right, well, thank Definitely. you so much. Uh, thank you so much for being on uh, my my podcast and uh, being this week's Alan Cox Show Instagram hottie. Uh, check Tori out on Instagram. I'll put uh, what's your Instagram? It's Toraholic. Yes, Toraholic. And then give me that Venmo one more time. It's gonna be T O R O T O R I Toro Tori. All right, send her a couple bucks. Go see her at uh, at uh, Corky's in Lakewood, and follow her on Instagram. And thank you so much, Tori. Uh, appreciate you Thanks. chatting with me. Thank you. We are back from vacation. Woohoo! We went on vacation, went to the Poconos, mm-hmm. which is in Pennsylvania. See, people don't seem to know where the Poconos are. I think, They've I heard think it. there's two Poconos. Yeah. I think there's islands and mountains. Yeah, it's just mountains, mm. I think. I don't think there's a Poconos Island. But uh, we're back, but don't worry. We're still drinking here. Yeah. Uh, it's Jeez. not just a vacation thing for us. We we drink. It's more like an everyday problem. It's not a problem yet. Yet. I don't... Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll get to that later. Is it a problem? I don't know. Is it? No! So then it's fine. <laughs> We get to our jobs. We do what we're supposed to do. We don't have DUIs. We don't drink and drive. We're fine. That's real. Okay, fine. Not a problem. All right. I take it back. All right. But we got there. Went to, uh, we had like a condo in a pretty uh, shut down resort. <laughs> so there wasn't a lot of stuff to do. Uh, but we still had a very good time because mm-hmm. of alcohol and just having fun with each other. And we went to the pool, did things like that. The pool was so cold. Oh, pool, my God. So cold. But I was the the hero at the pool one day because while we were there, uh, there's this like Latino family that was there and they're okay. like playing all their like rumba music, which was like really fun music it to listen really to. Mm-hmm. And uh, their speaker died and like I was drinking by the pool and I'm feeling good. And then this gets all quiet and all you hear is like the splishy splash sound. And I'm like, this is awkward. I'm like, where'd the music go? And they're like, our speaker died. And I'm like, oh, I got my speaker. And they're like, hooray. And I, everybody cheered and mm-hmm. turned the music back on and it made some... Uh, old white people unhappy but i had fun it was very fun it was fun it was yeah. good like i like them they were they're nice. they very nice and they're very fun uh and i don't know I, I feel like it was a good social distancing vacation overall because we really didn't interact with people like no. close at all yeah nope like we played tennis just me and you that mm-hmm. we we're the only ones on like the indoor courts uh we played miniature golf but they, there was like other people there but mostly we we did not social distance from bugs. There's a lot of bugs. They didn't social distance from us. Well, they don't know. Get with the program. Bugs walk, watch Fox News, so they think like, oh, we don't have to. 
<laughs> I don't have to social distance. It's all a hoax. Ugh. Uh, but I don't know. The jacuzzi was a lot of fun. Jacuzzi was in the room, so that was very fun. All right. Before we get to the jacuzzi, because I feel like the jacuzzi is definitely uh, the highlight of the trip. The first thing right off the bat when we got there, the door to our room wouldn't close. It, yeah, it wouldn't lock. Like it would close, but it wouldn't lock. It, like it went like all the way closed. So mm-hmm. like if you just pushed on the door lightly, it, it would just open. like pop open. And uh, they had to send out a guy with like a file, and he fixed it and was able to to make it close and 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 that's good and also the room was not nice (laughs) (laughs) like i got a real good deal on this and i still feel like i was a little ripped off because the room like i mean the jacuzzi was awesome Uh the fireplace was cool Mm -hmm. mostly the only thing i had a problem with was that couch the couch sucked the couch was so terrible it's like this old ass couch like you're sitting on a piece of cardboard got another one of these for these idiot this idiot Mm -hmm. all right beat it All right, so uh, we we get there, we get that lock situation taken care of. Mm -hmm. We go to uh, try and find a place to eat. Oh, jeez! And this map that they gave us, hangry. That well, it was. Yeah, I wouldn't (laughs) say hangry. I was on the verge of hangry. I don't think you've actually seen me hangry. Okay. Hangry Bill is a <laughs> very different situation than what I was. I was just ready to eat. And I was annoyed because like the net map that they gave us was a trash map. It was so bad. Oh my it's like not even all the street names were printed. And it looked like it was like hand drawn. It was photocopied six billion times. Mm-hmm. So it was just like an idea of what could have been there at one point. It yep. was like using a pirate's treasure map, but it was uh ripped off. Like, there's, there's a piece like a cor- missing. Yeah, a piece missing. Oh, it's a terrible map. And then one night we got drunk and I tried to figure out what how the map actually went. That mm-hmm. was fun. That was fun. But we found a place to eat and we went to it was a uh at the golf course there, mm-hmm. which I I I don't like golf, but I love golf courses. What do you love about them? I just like the way they look. I think they're just very beautiful. Hmm. Okay. The the really manicured uh landscape of it all is really beautiful to look at. Like I don't play golf, but I really like the the greens and stuff it looks cool so we go and we eat dinner at this golf uh club and we are very out of place very out of place and one of like three tables Tables, in the whole place so everyone's all again social distance pretty well Mm -hmm. Uh, and everyone in this place was wearing masks like they're everywhere we went in a public place people had masks and they're they're very diligent about that so i gotta give pennsylvania credit for that uh, sorry maybe it is a problem uh, <laughs> it's just the bubbles it's just the bubbles we'll just say that uh so we, we go in there and we get some food and it's it's okay food it's not great food but it's okay and i was hungry it was, it was edible it was edible we got we, it got the job done but the best part of that whole situation was listening to this table that was like across the way from us and you couldn't hear him but i could mm-hmm. and this lady was talking about the like they just went to a strip club for the first time like that weekend yeah and she was blown away by her <laughs> strip club experience talking about like they were wearing masks but they weren't wearing anything else and they're supposed to wear bottoms but they weren't wearing bottoms and i can't remember everything I that did, she was you saying didn't tell me that part i was saving it for this part. oh my god they were wearing <laughs> bottoms yeah they were wearing bottoms and they were i and guess you didn't want to go I don't know if it was the one that we were by. I don't I don't like strip clubs that okay, much. Okay, but it would have been so fun. All right. Well, there we can go to a strip club another time. A janky ass strip club if that's what you want. I think it's hilarious. Well, good I I would go. Uh, okay, fine. 
Well, that's uh Anyways, go on. So she's talking about that and the guys the whole time like, Yeah, it was uh it was a weird place to be. Like kind of what I the vibe I got from him was He's been to a lot of strip clubs, and he's trying mm-hmm. to play it off like he's never been to a strip club. Yeah, like he doesn't really know what's going on. And the wife was just like her. She's like, and some of the girls were like actually so pretty. I don't even know why they were there. And like that, Aww. just all this like belittling such a mom, talk. Mom yeah, thing to say. she's like they, they could have done anything. And then I like started talking to him, and like I learned that they were going to college and they got kids. And I'm like, you're doing strip clubs all wrong, lady. <laughs> it is honestly the way I do strip clubs, where I'm not too keen on spending all my money on it all that stuff so i just uh i just yeah talk to them and get to know them and then they they open up yeah, people open sure. up to me pretty pretty easily oh do they mm-hmm well i feel like that hmm. you talking about that the other day what me well you you're hard to crack but i'll get you every once in a while yeah every once in a while i'll get you i'll i'll get into you and then we watched some movies mm-hmm. cried a lot we did from the cry mo- I cried from the Instant Family movie. You cried from Instant Family and uh, Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim, which was a good movie mm-hmm. and like more relevant than when it came out, which yeah. is crazy. It was it was great. Mm-hmm. And then there's the jacuzzi and the alcohol and the alcohol we drank in the jacuzzi. Yes. And for and we 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 started a fire the first night because it was kind of chilly because uh, we had that. That we did the barbecue, that that was fun. That was all mm-hmm. on my story on Instagram. But the jacuzzi was our spot. Jacuzzi was the best. We did that every day, at least once. Yeah. Except the last day. Oh. The last day we were kind of like partied out. Yeah. We did a lot. Yeah, we, we did, did a lot. We did a lot of drinking. And uh, in the jacuzzi, someone sent us a request for nudes, and we obliged. <laughs> Because that's the kind of weekend it was. So mm-hmm. we're just like, you want them, you got them. Now send us them back. And so they did. And that was pretty cool. That was fun. That was fun. I haven't done that in a, a minute. Other than, you know, we send each, stuff, each other stuff, but not too often. No, not anymore. Uh, uh-huh. Do we need to rekindle that fire? No. No, you're just right here. I'm just right here. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So it was It was a, it was a very uh, fun uh, week and very relaxing and so if you can go to the Poconos and you want someplace chill to just hang out, go for it. Whoopsie doodle. Quit digging on those stairs. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. Come here. You're a jerk. Come here. Hmm. Is there anything else that you can remember from? What's on the list? All right, let's go through the list. We got a list of things they were supposed to talk to. Pantyhose. Oh, God. Okay, so. They- <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about dick pics. Yeah. And she's talking about, you have... Received a very low amount of dick very, pics. Very small. Maybe like... Very small. <laughs> Not the dicks. The amount of pictures. <laughs> oh, we got two I got, we got two more things to talk about. Okay, so you got a dick pic. I got a dick pic from a guy. Very unsolicited. Mm-hmm. And this guy I've known... It's This whole story is weird. I've known this guy since I was 15. Mm-hmm. He's the lady who cuts my hair's brother you want to be this specific about everything i i'm not telling people his name i don't know but if somebody knows who cuts your hair whatever anyway she hasn't cut my hair in a long time so it's fine but so out of nowhere he just sends me this picture of him wearing pantyhose like that was his dick pic to me and it was just like him with his dick like mushed up i want i can't do the pose because i'm wearing a dress but (laughs) like he had one leg up on something and the other (laughs) went down and like that they would it was just so weird. And I was at work when I got this. So I like looked at my phone because I had a new message. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, what is this? Stop biting my butt. Um, 
And I look at it, and I'm just staring at my phone with my jaw on the ground. Julie's like, what? I'm like, come look at this. <laughs> oh, God, it was terrifying. Speaking of come look at this, I forgot about the the most upsetting part for your mom. Uh, <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, you You bought some underwear like an underwear and top set that were you know kind of tongue-in-cheek just being like silly uh-huh. uh and on the butt it says please daddy please or it says yes daddy on yes the butt. Da- yes daddy on the butt and then on the front it says please mm-hmm. and then uh you took a picture you took a picture oh i took a picture of your <laughs> butt up in the air with you holding up two middle fingers <laughs> my mom's so mad at me and uh you put it on instagram and facebook and your mom was so fucking mad <laughs> And you get a lot of joy out of it. I am. I like making her mad. That's that's a fun dynamic to have with your mom because uh-huh. it's not how making my mom mad. She she knows how to play that guilt real hard because she doesn't get angry. She just gets real sad. Oh, so see, my mom just gets mad and annoyed at me, and mm-hmm. she just does whatever she does. But you guys also have a much closer relationship than me and my parents. So like, if they were to listen to this, which they don't, because they, they know better, mm-hmm. they would be like, "I'm not <laughs> on board with a lot of things you say." Bugs don't watch Fox News. Uh, <laughs> That's it. That's the one thing. <laughs> nah, there's a lot of plenty of things that wouldn't be happy about the nudes that were sent out. I took a great dick pic that was very artistic. <laughs> you were really proud of that. It's a good pic. It's not. I don't have the best dick, so when I get like a good dick pic, I'm like, hey, not too shabby. <laughs> this one's looking pretty good. It's got some good lighting. It's 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 just a nice pic, and uh, so I appreciate uh, the art of it. <laughs> There's an art to dick pics. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't know. I don't. No, know. you don't know anything about photo shoots. That's what I re- realized. No, I don't. That's not something that I do or give a shit about. I know, and it's funny watching you, like as me and you tried to like take pictures to post on Instagram. You wanted some thirsty traps, as you call them. Uh, you couldn't really. <laughs> we couldn't really figure them out. I don't care. It's not like. Yeah, it's not your style. Not who I am? As a I know, person. And but it was just fun to to go through that all. The picture that I did post is who I am. As it a is person. absolutely who you are, <laughs> so, and I love it. That's fine. I love it so much. All right, so thank you so much uh, for going on vacation with me. Thanks for taking me. And that was that was a good and time. And the dog at home. Yes, that, that was a nice part of it because mm-hmm. she is being treacherous right now. Uh, but what are you gonna do? All right, that's a that's the end of this segment. All right, love you. Get out of here. (laughs) This is the Bill Squire Show. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.